Let's face it, the dollar just isn't what it used to be. That's why people like you and me, we gotta be careful to get the most value for our money. That's why I come here, Taco Bell. I can feed my whole family for $5.59. Two tacos, two bean burritos, two tostadas, pintos and cheese, soft drinks, only $5.59. Like they're saying, Taco Bell, what a meal, what a deal. No kidding. Taco, Taco, Taco Bell. Pablo verse podcast. We have no clue what we're doing. It's New Year's, and we're just here to shoot shit. And uh, that's that's it, pretty much. So I'm just gonna check our audio levels because I don't want to be a complete noob. That's definitely some bullshit. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So we don't have too much going on. I got a little plan for coming up to explain the art of storytelling slash propaganda. And knowing up what knowing what's up and what's down, and not getting too topsy turvy. Because the world's getting gayer and gayer as the time goes, so gay that we can't even have our faces on this. True. And I mean, even Andrew Tate got arrested, bro. <laughs> I mean, that's the second that time is. he's been arrested while being famous. <laughs> this fucking guy, bro. No chance. No chance at all. I saw a video. I don't go online. Very much. I try to stay off, but I caught a video of him and his brother coming back from jail, so apparently they're out of jail. What did again. he get arrested for? They said, like, I think it was the same thing as last time, like, sex trafficking, but this time they threw rape in there. Oh. Yeah. Is this in the U.S.? No, this is Romania. Oh. Well. Damn. You must have really fucked up to get arrested over there. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think that there's, like, there's, like, that line, like, is... Is he on to something? Is he really pissing people? I think he's actually pissing people off, and he has just the right amount of money to, to like, not be in the club and then piss people off. I mean, is it possible he was not fucking Romanian hookers? His business was literally Romanian hookers, and oh well, <laughs> uh, that's how he got made his money first off. <laughs> well, not a bad business to be in, I well, guess. In that case, he's doing a really good fucking job. Yeah. Excellence. Uh, the thing is, is that he likes to play this thing where he goes, you know, it was a good point he made. Like he said, would you want to be in a country where you couldn't benefit from its corruption? He's like, because, hmm. because, you know, Nancy Pelosi can benefit from corruption, but you can't. And so if I have a choice, I'm going to go to a country where I can benefit from cor- corruption. So Romania is that? His? Yeah, he, he says that it's like he can drive his car as fast as he wants. He just has to pay a speed ticket and shit. Uh, pause. Anyway, so yeah, he likes to, <laughs> he likes to go fast in his Bugatti, and um, 
But the thing is, that's a, that's a double-edged sword. Everything's a double-edged sword, really. It is. As Louis C.K. says, it's everything's a double-edged sword. He benefits from the access to corruption, but now that he's so big that he's global, his global enemies could also potentially benefit from that corruption. It just goes to the highest bidder. And he's not the biggest guy on the block. Like No, not at all. There's, you know, you know other guys uh, benefiting off of some uh, Eastern European countries, you know? Yeah. Like Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Totally not using that for a money laundering situation at all. That would be illegal. But, you know. Yeah. Entire, I, I don't know. I, I remember hearing this once and I remember thinking like it sounded pretty valid that Ukraine is just a washer machine for technology to then go to China yeah. and Russia. And then so there's. But then it's and like, who's managing that contract? Who's in control? And that's when it becomes you know, messy. The, uh, the big guy, you know? The big guy. Got to come 10, 10%? Yeah, 10%. I wonder who the big guy is. <laughs> we all know who it is. He doesn't know who he is. No, he sure <laughs> as fuck doesn't know who it is. The big guy. The yeah. Big guy. Yeah, the big guy. When's lunch? <laughs> and then I'm just going to shit my pants. <laughs> and disappear. All right. Good times. What's up with Biden? What's uh, going on? In, what's the news? I don't think lately? he fucking knows what's up with Biden. Uh, yeah, we're fucked. Um, that's that's pretty much what I gather from it. Yeah, I mean, but that's every day. So basically, what you're gonna see on this podcast is playing conversational Minesweeper. Since I don't <laughs> go online anymore, I don't know what's happening in the world too much. I mean, I knew what was happening with the top G, but that's it. Um, I try to stay offline, so. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like Biden. I don't know what's going on, and Ryan is kind of like my handler here, or AKA uh, Han Pablo. Yes, yes, yes. The uh, gate for information, if if you will, the uh, the arbiter of of information. I just want to be dumb. (laughs) I just want to be dumb, except for one day a week where I find out some scathing info about the state of affairs. It would be nice. Ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is definitely bliss. You realize how much time you have to just think? Like, if I put the phone down, it, it's scary. I think about thinking, and it's like, wow, this is... The phone used to be my opium to keep my mind from looking into itself. And I know it's a, it's a strange phenomenon when I don't have the internet. It really is, man. I mean, and once you get used to just like having that fucking thing and it's just always there and it's accessible and it's right next to you and <clears throat> like no matter, like, you know, it's a fucking bad idea. Every mm-hmm. time you're just like, oh, yeah, I need to get rid of this fucking thing or I need to use it less. And then you're like, oh, where's my fucking phone at? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't seem to put dude, the son of a bitch it's, down. It's dude. bad like when you're sleeping and you reach for it. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's like, it's like. You're in my head. This Dude, thing it's, is it's, in my head. It's literally, it's the first thing you fucking pick up when you wake up, and it's the last thing you put down when you go to sleep, man. It's, it's, it's it, it is drugs when, when you think about it. I think we'll probably look at technology or this version of technology um, in the way that we looked at, we look at like the turn of the century for opium. Like, people back then were like, oh, we use opium to cure headaches. <laughs> you have a cold opium. Cocaine. Cocaine. Opium. Yeah, Coca-Cola. Yeah. 
There's wars fought for this shit. It cures everything. That is a fact. And now it's like, as you reach for your phone, I think the technology is just... It's a one-way train to... Fucked. Yeah. You know, but on the flip side, it's a bunch of really cool stuff, you know? I mean, you got Google and uh, mm-hmm. all the world's information at your fingertips. and That's not necessarily reliable at all. True, but when I'm trying to think of the name of a fucking actor yeah. or, you know, a particular ammo cartridge for whatever fucking gun I'm looking up or something else, you know, it's great for that kind of shit. Mm. But I mean, like, if you're going to ask it about the inner workings of the political system of the world, you know, you might be barking up the wrong tree on that or one. Or history. But, just or history. history. Oh, yeah, most definitely history. So the history. thing is, history's changing as we go forward. And it always has, but it's, it happens so fast. It can happen so fast and be deleted. The thing is, it's like... Well, you know there was a book about this, you know. What? Oh, yeah. Just saying. It still exists now. It's 1984 <laughs> before AI seeps into this podcast and erases that mention. Yeah, and it's uh, it's just as relevant as it never was, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, it kind of plays on the same things. There's different names for some of the stuff, but, I mean, it pretty much is almost the same as it is in the book. I'm reading a book right now called um, Time's Monster, How History Becomes History. I think I'll get back into that like another podcast, but... It's made me more conscious about the concept that we're looking at time and history differently than what has actually had happened. So your current mindset is what dictates how you use history to just to understand what's happening now. It's kind of like like if you were per like just a personal history like. You can look at your childhood being bad, and I'm sure there's bad parts in it, or you can look at it being good. The thing is, it's like, on New Year's Day, you're probably thinking of the good ones. But when when you're on your lonesome, or, or you're just like having a Vietnam flashback, you <laughs> you're know, thinking like, about all that bad, bad shit. shit, yeah. So it's like, both can be true, um, but you're not really able to perceive the whole thing at one moment. So, like, we could talk about ancient Greece, but we're probably... You know. Fuck, man, we can go even uh, closer to modern history. I mean, I've told you this a million times. Like, uh, I mean, dude, it took 15 plus years for me to, like, accept that that 9-11 possibly was an inside job. And yeah. I'm not even 100% there yet. But, like, I've come around to it. I yeah. mean, uh, so, I mean, and that's that's modern history. I've seen it with my own eyes, you know? You know and, what's fucked up is, like, I bet you it works backwards, where you have to look at a recent <laughs> event to realize oh, most further definitely. back is oh, even dude, more fucked most up. definitely, most definitely. I mean, because obviously it wasn't a lot different of a situation, you know, in 2001. Obviously, I was a lot younger, but, I mean, yeah, like, you see some of the stuff that goes on now, and you're just like... Well, they were definitely fucking idiots back then. So, I mean, there's there's no doubt that it could have mm-hmm. it could have happened like that. And then, I mean, just like the small things, like looking at uh, like Tower Seven and what happened yeah. there, and you know, small things, yeah, small, <laughs> small things, things, right? Yeah, small things. Uh, you just, know, just a building burning, yeah, yeah, just down. a building that never got hit by a fucking airplane that no, managed just to collapse. Fires. Yeah, just paper burns at 10,000 degrees, I guess, but, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, shit like that. I mean, and but then, like I said, you look at recent things like, you know, 
how fucked up this withdrawal from Afghanistan was, or like yeah. why still haven't we seen pictures of uh, dead Osama bin Laden? Yeah, that's a or good one. you know things like things like this, you know, and uh, and ten percent for the fucking big guy, and we're just ignoring things that are right in front of your face, you know, and we're just being told, oh no, this is fake. And so if you think about it, in two thousand one, we had less ability to control what yeah. we thought was the truth then than we do now and so like if yeah if they managed to get away with it back then i'll look at things that happen now and it definitely makes sense that you know it could have been fucked up or way the, more the fucked pa- up than our it perception was. of the past has to be fucked if the, yes, per- if the yeah. present is well like... keep it keep in mind too man i think the the country in itself and myself included was in a lot different mindset back then i mean mm-hmm. like i can honestly say i was ooh, excuse me probably uh <laughs> more I was more apt to say I was proud to be an American in 2001 and 2002 than I am yeah. to say I'm proud to be an American now at the well, last well, day of this shitty fucking year. You know, I think I remember um, the internet was starting to bloom in 2001. Like, it, it's nothing like it is now, nothing like it wasn't even 2009. It's weird, like, there's different stages of the internet. Well, you know, once they figured but, out computers weren't just going to, like, spontaneously combust into flames and yeah. destroy the entire infrastructure of the internet in 2000, then, you know, I guess it just kind of went up since then. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, sidetrack. I don't even want to acknowledge it, but I feel like I feel like the internet is, like... Hulk juice for Alex Jones, like he predicted. Yeah, he predicted. It's like fucking 9/11. steroid juice for yeah. Alex Jones. And like the the more the internet becomes a thing, and it gets more and more like interwoven into reality, he's just like hulking out. But I completely re- unrelated, though. Yes. Um, <laughs> did you see just how bad? I mean, I don't know if you watched uh, when when Kanye went on Alex Jones the other oh, day. Yeah, I saw a I've bit of it. Rarely has there ever been um, times in, especially, I guess, in Alex Jones's history where he's, you could literally feel his uncomfortable yes. <laughs> during a fucking interview. That was, uh, that was the fucking one, man. <laughs> yeah, when Kanye said, I love Hitler. I, I mean, that is the funniest Just fucking like, thing uh... No, no, no! You don't, you don't love Hitler. <laughs> Hitler's a piece of shit. I promise. <laughs> I wouldn't go around just saying Kanye. Kanye, take my advice. <laughs> you know, it's, it's pretty bad whenever. Uh... I love Sandy Hook. <laughs> <laughs> this is so fucking terrible, Brad. Yeah, you... I remember back in two thousand. That sounds like an edit. Somebody's gonna hear that and be like, "That was an edit." I remember back in 2001, I was at Blockbuster, and the dude was talking to my dad about, a missile hit the Pentagon. Like, we're checking out, and it was like the, whatever, the cashier video checkout guy, and me being in third grade, like, just being like, what, like you know this guy and then so we went to a website he mentioned and it was like I'm crazy memory it was called blacksheep.com and we went it was a forum and they had this video of what didn't look like a was that the uh the video from what is it like the fucking security check gate or something I'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie and again I'm I'm not I'm not a shill for fucking George Bush or anybody else but I'm Mm -hmm. just saying did not look like a fucking airplane. No. I mean, 
to be honest, it didn't look like anything. And I'm just, I'm kind of surprised, you know, that like you got a camera that only films every six seconds or something from what it looks Whoa. like. Cause I mean, dude, from, from what it appeared to be, mm-hmm. there was like Pentagon mm-hmm. blur flames, mm-hmm. flames. So I mean, here's it's, a funny a, it's, story. it's not like you could really see an airplane, but then again, too, you also didn't see a fucking yeah. missile either. It's just, it's just, it's just the, the strongest fuselage ever known to man. Well, like the fuselage is what, anyway, I don't want to get in the rabbit hole on that. No, well, I understand, the point, the point on, the framework on the frame rate is that it has like one thirty. Like there's a there's like thirty frames per second on that footage or something, or or fifteen frames a second. But the thing is, is that there's a frame mi- missing. Yes, and I believe that. And you have two cameras, and what you have one before there's like this like rectangle, and you see the rectangle like where the the gate comes down. There's another one on the other side of that. But what's funny is the frame that's missing is missing on both of them, and it doesn't mm. match with the latency of that camera. Yeah, well, and then there's all these other hotel one, hotel cameras that just got yeah, sweeped. Yeah. So the fact is, is like, and then on top of that, that plane was going about two times as fast as it could at the atmospheric pressure it would have have been at at that low of an altitude, which is one, I believe. And it would have ripped the fucking plane off, uh, the wings off the fucking plane. It's so. a good possibility. I mean, and from what I understand, too, and uh, it could have been a loose change or one of these other documents. I forget which one it was. Mm. But, like, from what I understand, like, they clipped a light pole or something on the way in or it was something yes. like that. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not sure how strong the wing is on a commercial airplane yeah. like that, you know, or, or what it was. But it just seemed really fucking well, the sus. the fuselage is yeah. so fucking well, strong, it just penetrated two walls and then fucking... Uh, I mean, I can sort of believe it, but at the same time, like, eh. You got planes like, that are burying themselves. Yeah, well, well, like, I watched one of them, and it had, like, a computer animated um, sequence or whatever of, mm-hmm. of how far it penetrated, where some of the debris went. And like some of it looks sort of believable, but at the same time, I'm kind of I'm kind of with them on the fact that it's like okay, well, there's no damage on the outside from the wings of the airplane at all, like yeah. even just a little bit. You know, I understand yeah. like the fuselage being a, a cylindrical object could have gone through possibly, um, but you would expect at least the some kind of fucking. Fuselage is the weakest fucking part of well, the plane. To an extent, yes. Uh, I mean, to an extent. From what I understand, again, I'm not a fucking structural engineer, so yeah, yeah. don't anybody get on my shit about I, this. I, not a we're, structural engineer, and very confident that the fuselage well, is not strong. Well, I'm just saying, we're literally two idiots with yes. a podcast called fucking Weed and Guns talking about the structural integrity of aircraft. Um, and Pablo neither, first. Yeah, neither of us have a fucking college degree, by the way. So I'm just no. going to throw that out there. But mm. I'm just saying, from a sensical standpoint, like, you would at least expect to see, I don't know, maybe, like, at least a four-foot fucking crack coming from the left and right side on the outside of the where building the where fuel, the wings... The thing is, yeah, the fuel, something. so much fucking tons of fuel is held in those wings. Is exactly. Just the kinetic energy exactly. of that. Exactly. Yeah, and you would, something. I mean, I guess you would expect to see the big fireball on the outside like you did on the video if the right. wings kind of collapsed and uh, fuel ignited and whatnot, but I just, I don't know. I would have expected a little bit more damage. Yeah. Or something, and like I said, I'm not saying that it was a missile or anything, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Fuck, I, it could have been. Could've I wish, been. I wish, like, um, 
there was a movie about Larry Silverstein and just like like a dramatic movie with no hint of irony that like he shows up every day to work but the day that he has a meeting in the top building or the top floor restaurant he doesn't show up because because his wife said he needed to go to a dermatology appointment so he fucking, say bro you're sounding like Kanye over here but calm down with that and you're just talking about <laughs> the J O O's so that's, I meant I meant silver men no oh, no so that doesn't work either. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was trying. It all comes back. <laughs> are you are you trying to say something about the J word, sir? <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> I feel like what was what was funny was I got on YouTube for about I don't know, a few hours on and off. And I just, I found myself wanting to watch a movie, like something that wasn't like attention. Okay, I, I, I can talk, let's go back to the technology thing. Okay. Commandeering it. I watched a Mr. Beast video for about five seconds and a million things happened. And that's when I was like, dude, this fucking editing is literally like rotting people's minds. Imagine when the TV came out and they said, the TV's going to rot your mind. I remember hearing that when I grew up, grew up like TV's gonna rot your mind, dude. This fucking shit is the, the the pace of the editing is so fast. It's like we're gonna crush a Lamborghini with a hydraulic press. Wow, this jet fueled Mustang just bust through five buses, and it's like you just spent like two million dollars in ten seconds. No, you're right. And you right. edited this shit so fast that like that like the stimuli of that. Never, it creates like an unreal expectation of reality yes, to an extent. It does, and then the other part of it, I feel like, is like if you're sitting without a phone, think about how you, I think if you think about how you use your phone, it probably mirrors exactly this because you are your thoughts. But like, I've been able to think more clearly with a flip phone. I've actually let myself get an, uh, an, a smartphone, but I, ba- I barely use it for anything. Um, and it's like your mind will be like, or at least my mind is like, yeah, you should eat a burger. And the other part of my mind is like, no, you shouldn't eat a burger. It's like, eat something light. You could eat something, you know, like there's this, if there's this and and but, and and but, like to the mind. Like, it's like, oh, I'll do this. Oh, no. Well, maybe it's considering. It's just like, that's how consideration works. I think. But with this, this shit, with the editing, it's like, we're going to crush a hydraulic press. Should we do it? Crush. We just did. And it's just like, it's, it never allows the mind of the viewer to have a thought about what it's seeing. To True. actually think and process what's happening. So what ends up happening is like the video is thinking for you. Pretty much, yeah. And you're just like, uh... Well, don't forget the end of the video, too. You know, last person to let their hands off of such said crushed Ferrari gets to keep it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Touche. I don't know. That's my paranoid old man rambling. If you have the choice to live forever with technology. Ooh. Like, you, you, do you want to die a man or, die, or, or live forever as a droid? Are we talking like uh, Black Mirror type shit where we're living forever in some type of like uh, computer hard drive as a simulation? Or are we talking we... about like living through technology mm-hmm. in the physical world forever? I don't know if you get to choose that. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I think after... I think you make one choice and then it landslides into another choice. Well, I think about after 150 years, I'd probably be tired of everyone's shit. And I'd just be like, someone put a bullet in me, please. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm only... uh I'm almost 34 years into this, and I kind of want to eat a bullet when I talk to some people. So, yeah, yeah. I'd imagine 150 is probably but imagine about as those max people as had, go. Imagine those people had the Neuralink, and they're able to not oh, be gee. so stupid. They would still be stupid. Like, Thank you. Have you seen the new, um, like the neat, new Beavis and Butthead movie? No. Okay, so the premise. <laughs> this is what's going to no, It's be fucking great. Okay. It's, it's fucking great. So, like, in this movie, they meet... Um, uh, a version of themselves from the multiverse, and it's the smartest version of Beavis and Butthead ever in the multiverse. And they're still fairly fucking stupid. Right. But they're the smartest version of Beavis and Butthead. And so if you think about it, imagine your average moron, but the smartest version of that moron. But okay. they're still stupid. Okay. Okay, that's, that sounds interesting. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to live with that, you know? I mean, because in, in reality, you're still dealing with idiots, you know, and morons who really don't, I mean, like, at the base layer, they're, they're still stupid. Right. You know, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of rough. <laughs> well, we have that now. We have that now. Uh, I guess like with Google, Google's an extension of your brain. Yes. Like, so if, if Google can figure out what your thought before that thought was, then it already reads your mind. Like if you go like, like who was the guy that played, uh, Napoleon Dynamite? And they're like, yeah, we know every motherfucker that asked who this John Heater was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> was thinking about vote for Pedro first. And then we know that that's tied to democracy. So we're going to like, I don't know how that works, but it's like, it just builds a network off your last thought and you keep checking in with it every day. It can probably start figuring out how people think in general, but dumb people like their end all be all is Google is what social media is. TikTok, And it, the amp, the, the abundance of information is not necessarily good. And that's the thing where I'm like, this Neuralink shit, it's like you think you have a choice. Like, if you put the Neuralink chip in your brain to get extra bandwidth, it's like, wouldn't Neuralink at some point just block the thought of not buying the rest of the products? I don't know. I mean, I guess it could, or it could just be like the fucking Matrix, you know? Like, I know Kung Fu. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, you'd like to think so. I mean, mm. but... At the same time, uh, from what I understand, like Elon's in trouble for murdering monkeys and shit with uh, the Neuralink testing. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah, wow. he got a, yeah, he got in trouble for. Um, well, I don't know. If he got in trouble directly, but cause, I mean, obviously, like it's not like Elon's in fucking Neuralink's headquarters cutting open the head of monkeys and shit. Could be. You know, I mean, like I don't, don't want to look. I'm not a scientist. Elon Musk could probably be. It's definitely killing chimpanzees. Yeah, well, it, it, his company is killing chimpanzees for it's sure. Elon Musk, I mean, it's his own hands. I mean, look, bro. <laughs> look, look here. Elon Musk is fucking killing chimpanzees with his own hands, like Fauci did the fucking bagels, beagles, <laughs> bagel beagles. <laughs> fucking sandfly cages. And what if shit. it? What if it's I they're mean, like in the same Chinese? Oh Jesus like, Christ! Factory. They're just like one door removed. <laughs> in this room, we have beagles with sandflies with their <laughs> vocal cords removed, and in this room, we have 
chimpanzees with Neuralink <laughs> playing Pong. Mr. Jews. <laughs> <laughs> they, they tapped into the common internet. Like the first yeah, thing. man, it's like, it's like the fucking AI in charge of uh, Neuralink. It's just like, it's the Jews. And it's just like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know, the monkeys are just sitting there just like, oh, fuck, man, it's the Jews. When I went on, when I went on YouTube, <laughs> one of the first videos I saw was like, it was this guy called Leather Apron Club, Leather Apron Club, and he did a video about like how everybody talks about the Greeks being gay, but actually, here's some quotes from Plato: "He hates fags." And I was like, "Oh, okay, like big difference." <laughs> and then the next video, like, so then I'm scrolling through videos, and he suggested to me again because I watched that video. You know how it works. And it was like, 75% of Lex Friedman's guests have this in common. I went, no, no, he's not about to do it. I clicked the video. Yes, they're Jews. It's like, I'm like, damn, damn he's, going down that, he's going down that road. I was quick. Hey, look, man, I can't say anything because I'm not going to lie. Like, I mm-hmm. really like Lex Friedman. And despite, mm-hmm. I mean, like, despite what people say, like, I, I listen to the man and I see somebody mm-hmm. who has, um, uh, Kind thoughts, um, yeah. like pure intentions, mm-hmm. and I truly think the guy is just, he loves robots and technology, and he wants to share that love and appreciation for sophistication with the rest of the people who just don't happen to have 150 plus IQ, but yes. I mean, I just... Are I, you saying Kanye doesn't have 170 IQ? Look, man, I'm saying he makes great music, but right. his his um his uh his style of delivery lacks a little bit of like uh, he's ahead of him candor. That's yes, yes, he has no decorum. Least. No, but the thing is, is like that's that's the irony is that's why he is a great artist because what he can't put in words, he uses music and art for. So that's why, like, <laughs> that's why he's good at what he does. But then when he if if you could explain everything you thought without a metaphor, you would be Lex Friedman. If you couldn't do true, that, you true. would be Kanye. <laughs> well, this is very true. I'm not gonna lie though, dude. Like I've listened to some of the Kanye interviews, like whether it be with like mm-hmm. Alex Jones or Lex Friedman, and mm-hmm. man, there's a couple times in which like you know, like when it gets so rough to listen to, like where you mm-hmm. gotta just like turn it down or hit mm-hmm. the pause button because you're just like Jesus, man. There's some serious friction going on here. Yes. And even though they may not acknowledge it in the podcast, you know, like yeah, Alex yeah. Jones, like not visibly, but like probably mentally squirming in his seat. Like Jesus Christ, dude, like I'm already going fucking bankrupt over yeah. Sandy Hook and this, this son of a bitch is over here talking about, it. I love Hitler. And it's just like, what the fuck, man? Well, the thing I remember in, uh, kindergarten. Wow. So this, I'm going back before nine eleven. I was in third grade when nine eleven happened. And kinder- I think I was in like fifth grade or something when that yeah, you know how cynical I am even as a kid when they're like, a plane crashed into a building. I was like, who gives a fuck? Don't planes crash all the time? Why are we stopping now? And then I was, <laughs> that's my thought as the third grader. But in kindergarten, I remember my religion teacher said, I love Saddam Hussein. And we're like, what? And she was like, I love everybody. That's my job is to love everybody. And I think that's what Kanye was doing, but he also knew the response he would get by saying, I love Hitler. He's like, I love Hitler. It's not a crime to love Hitler. I love Hitler. Because he knows both sides of it. He's like, I hate nobody. I I don't hate anyone. Well, it's just rough because like having... 
But ha- well, well, having mm-hmm. read the audio version of Mein Kampf, um, mm-hmm. my 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 two biggest takeaways or three, I guess, is that like a Hitler's a whiny bitch, mm-hmm. um, and that's just. I mean, like, and again, like, like, I'm not, I'm not, I've never written a book, so I'm not shitting on the man as far as like writing a book, but like, mm. motherfucker, dude, all he does is bitch in the first right. like 70% of this fucking book. Okay. And then the second and third thing I got from is that uh, he hates Jews and he hates black people. So mm. I'm pretty sure that like, had Kanye of maybe, I don't know. I mean, look, the man's a fucking, well, he was a billionaire <laughs> uh, before, but well, I we mean, don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? I, I don't mean, know. Well, I mean, we don't count Saudi princes on the list of top richest That's people. True. So, I mean, I don't know what Kanye's got. Or I'm some sure, of the Jays. Yeah, I mean, yeah, or some of the Jays. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he's probably got more money than most fucking people do. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it just Respect. seems to me... Yeah, fuck, I don't even remember what the hell he's talking about. But, like, he just... I don't know. I think if he would have read the fucking book, he'd be like, he wouldn't be saying, I love Hitler. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. like... Look, he's playing the game, though. He well, knows yeah, what yeah, he's well, not yeah, supposed yeah. to say. I mean, yeah, I know. I know. He's, he's, he's doing it for, for the effect of people fucking listening to him and saying yeah. something controversial in that way. But, like, bro, yes. you're not doing yourself any favors because, like, look, man, I mean, like, you, you could talk about, like, Jews are fucking me over and shit, mm-hmm. and it may or may not be true to an mm-hmm. extent, or it could just be coincidentally true that here's, they all just happen to be thing. fucking Jews. But, but like, mm-hmm. like... I, th- I think we can all pretty much universally agree that baking people in an oven is not good. Killing a specific race of people, regardless of what you think about them, is not good. Mm-hmm. Like, just killing people in general is not good. And so to be like, I love yeah. Hitler, yeah, you could say that on a Christian level and be like, look, God loves Hitler regardless of what he I did. Love the I love Hitler. You know, they yeah, killed yeah, six I mean, million yeah, Christians yeah, exactly. by starvation. And you could say the same thing about Mao, and you could say and the same the thing Bolche- about Stalin. Who are the bulk of or- it? Bolsheviks? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, no, but, I, no, I, I feel thing, you, man. I feel you. It, the, just, the, it just seems shitty. The the argument between Lex Friedman and Kanye West got me to a level where I could see the points that Kanye was making, and there a lot, plenty of them were legitimate, and I could see Lex Friedman's um, apprehension and his points as well. I don't. I can't remember any Lex Friedman's points, but I remember thinking like, "Okay, Lex, what, I, I'm with you." But the thing is, is that they were both. I I, pers- I watched both of them, and I could see that neither of them that they were both suffering each other. That both of yeah. them thought that they were putting up with the other guy. And what's funny was the moment that becomes clear that Kanye is also suffering. Lex Friedman is when Lex Friedman puts a little Jew pointer finger and goes, you should have listened to your father. And that's when I was like, Ooh boy. Like what, what Lex Friedman just did was show his hand that he has a familial uh, allegiance. Right. And that is with the Jews. And you should have listened to your father and stayed away from this. And it's like that was that was the bitch made move that Lex Friedman did, but Lex, but that's that is at the foundation of what Lex Friedman's all talking points is that you should have listened to your father. I respect my father. You should have listened to your father and not fucking talked about the Jews, which is my father. You shouldn't have done that. And I could see both of their subconscious in that conversation and both very defensive. And the thing was is that the beautiful the the where you could see that even more was when Kanye just talks breaks the fourth wall Kanye can break the fourth wall when he broke the fourth wall was he says I'm not one of your BLM marchers 
So what's he talking about? George Soros funds BLM marchers. That's what Kanye West is talking about. He's talking about I'm not one of the the puppet. I'm not one of the puppets of the Jewish masters. That's from his point of view. That's the way he's seeing it. And then Lex Friedman goes, "You should listen to your father." Well, it's not in that order. But Lex Friedman then says at some point, he goes, "You know what? I agree with you. Some organizations misuse tragedy, and." At that point, I wish Kanye would have been like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Jews misusing tragedy. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. And that was the point where it could have... And then he goes, you need to stop saying that. And he goes, well, you need to stop sweeping what you do, under your people do, under the rug. And the thing is, is I would have some sympathy and say both of this is not right because you need to look at people as individuals. But right. Jews team up with each other as no a team. No, no and doubt. that's fine. I respect that. But everyone should be able to team up as a, as a team. But Jews will go and write the thing about critical race theory well, and they'll teach it all in a theory. And, and, and you know what? I think Lex Friedman is just has Jewish fragility. I just think Lex Friedman you, you has Jewish really, fragility. I mean, so, just the same way that I have white fragility, Jewish, he has Jewish fragility. If so, that is true. So what I would equivocate this to is like... Um, and again, like nobody's talking shit about the Italians, but I'm going to bring them up in this, right? Mm-hmm. So um, at one point in time, we all know this that like the Italians controlled most of Europe, right? And it wasn't wasn't by mm-hmm. being nice; it was because you know they invaded people's shit, killed everybody, took mm-hmm. their stuff, and you know set up a fucking permanent outpost. So like the Italians controlled most of Europe at one point in time, right? Um, they pretty much invented killing motherfuckers as a sport, you know, but yet. Here we are, you know, 2,000 years later. Nobody's talking about how much they hate the fucking Italians. Even though you could, yeah. you, you could equivocate, you know, or... or but to be or, fair, to be fair, the big difference there is that the Italians had Christian, like, Christian. True. And Christendom oh. allowed all people of many different cultures and ethnicities True. to have salvation and a narrative within a society. Jews are not allowing people to be a part of their society. They have a whole country where they have an ethno state and no one else is allowed to have that. And that's what True. Hitler wanted. True. And, no, no. Uh, and that, that's understandable. And I can definitely see the, 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 the contradictions there and the fucked up mm-hmm. part of that. You know, it, it definitely makes sense. Totally understandable. And like I said, I mean, I just, I, you don't see people hating the Italians over the shit they did. Kind of like, you don't see the the general hate going to the mm-hmm. Chinese over what Mao did, or you don't see the general hate for going to the Russians right. what Stalin did. But you know, so I could get where Lex Friedman comes from, where you know, I mean, like he, if he just so happens to be from a Jewish background, and right. so I mean, obviously he's trying not to you know shit on his heritage, and I totally get it. I get you know, it, and, yes. and and I mean, look, man, because like, do I believe that Lex Friedman? being the, the the descendants of Jews, and I don't know if he's Jewish himself now. He I mean, is. he might be, uh, and I don't know if he's a that's practicing... That's where the game... Well, but that's the, the thing, the but, but, but I, don't know, I, don't, I don't see him, I don't know if he's a practicing Jew, or if he just so happens to be Jewish in in descendants, or What's whatnot. What's the differentiation but, for you? Uh, well, I mean, like, one of them actually, I mean, like, hear me out, okay? I'm hearing. I'm of Italian descent, Polish mm-hmm. descent. The majority of my cat, my family is Catholic. Mm-hmm. I am not Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a practicing Catholic. What if Italian and Catholic well, was the same thing? Uh, again, you, I, I'm you not, would be practicing because then you, well, you, you, well, well, possibly, but maybe not. So, I mean, so if Italian, Italian and Catholic was synonymous and they were the same exact thing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I was, I'm of Italian descent, uh, but I'm not a practicing Catholic. I mean, mm-hmm. I identify as a Christian, but do I go to church? Eh, not as much as I should, 
But right. you know, I can like I would say definitively, like yes, I am a Christian. I'm not Catholic. Right. But you know, at, at the same time, I think especially being of um, Russian descent and and Jewish in his framework, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they. I mean, yeah, Jewish, sure, but not exactly the same kind of of uh, Jew that you would look at, like someone from Israel. Uh, you wouldn't see them the well, same as you looked of, at, like a Russian people, Jew or or yeah, a Polish Jew or something oh, like that. You know, because I mean, obviously, those are two distinct, different kinds of Jewish people. I mean, mm-hmm. of the same type of religion, but two different kinds of people. And so, I mean, That's like, true. do I think Lex? has a um some type of secret affinity? agenda or affinity to he push has an things. affinity yeah oh i'm sure he does his affinity is all over robots and science and i want everyone to yeah. appreciate but the he wonders just happens of to talk to 75 percent of jews hey man i mean look i mean look. that's his friends okay. and that's no, who his friends are. i, I, get, I, I have get italian okay, okay, friends okay. i'm italian i have true, italian friends and true. i like hanging out with italian people generally more but here but hear me out more in common hear me hear me out though bro i mean and this and and, and again i could be wrong here yeah. and, and this is generalizing and by the way this whole time i'm not saying anything's wrong with lex friedman doing that i'm saying that's awesome that he does that and i'm glad he likes those people and those people serve his podcast or whatever i'm just saying if you wanted to talk to the world's foremost experts in mathematics mm-hmm. I'm going to almost assure you that they are mostly all of one race. Asian. Shocker. Um, you're racist. Um, so, you know, <laughs> but, but he'll if, only interview the Jews, though. <laughs> true, true. And, 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 and look, and if you were going to talk to the world's foremost experts in art, mm. you would probably talk to maybe the French or the Italians or sure. something like that. Um, you know, if you were going to talk to the world's foremost experts in classic theater, you'd probably speak to the Russians. Uh, mm. if you know, I mean, each country has their own specific thing that maybe they're known for mm. or that they're really good at. And it just so happens to be that the Jews are just pretty good at everything they get into. And again, and I'm, and, and I think, I'm, I think I know what the Jews are good at. I think, uh, my, I think my, they're good at organizing. I think yes. they're good at the financial status of things. And they're good have, at organizing because they work with themselves. Well, true. And, right? and, but the thing is, is that I think the Jews are really good and their talent is, is, I'm trying to think the right way to phrase it. It's, uh, value. They understand value, whether it be, language and they're great at running propaganda or story you know both are you know both are the same to me when i say propaganda i mean like you know hollywood movies they're good at that they're good at the finance behind it because they understand the value of of money they might just directly they may just have all the fucking money i mean well well the uh, thing is is that well that they didn't never for a long time they didn't have a homeland yet they didn't uh, they didn't integrate. So when they had a no value, they had to know the value of everybody's money yeah, to then yeah. become merchants, to then handle trade, and then they got into diamonds. You know, like they understand the value. Of course, of course. So, so I think if you do that for how many generations, then you'll probably get people of uh, of a descent that inten- in, in, innately understands the value and language because money is language to a level that is just you know and especially when you ride on top of all the infrastructure right of right all the other you know families before that and generations before that would have built that you know that that's my jimmy the greek moment on that's very on true. Jews. yeah 
Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they could be better at certain things that other people are. And again, like, I think it comes down to, like, finances and understanding money and the power right. of money and influence and things. And, I mean, look, maybe they're just better at it than most people are. I mean, like, sure. look, man. People are allowed to be good at things. And certain people are better at certain things. Yeah, than look, other man. People. I mean, like, it's not racist shit or anything. It's just like, look, dude, if you're looking for the world's foremost athletes, you certainly ain't looking at fucking white dudes. I'm yes. just saying. Yes. Like, There's like, a reason like, why Larry Bird exists <laughs> still, like, in the, in the <laughs> consciousness. And there's a reason why, drum roll. Why Neil deGrasse Tyson is <laughs> part of the conversation because they're like, wow, that's different. That's unexpected. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, like fucking, you know, like I said, if, you, if you're looking at athletes, like you're not looking at white dudes, bro. Like, like we're just, we're not there. I mean, right. and, and again, it's like, there's nothing racist. Like we're not fast. We're not right. fucking, we're not athletic. A lot of us are overweight, fat, pudgy. I'll tell you what it's about. It's the quick twitch muscle fibers. Oh, we ain't got it. I, well, yeah, I mean, facts. It's true shit, though. I mean, we ain't we ain't got that shit. I mean, yeah. like, look, dude, if you look at the world's top most athletes, I mean, most of them, not white dudes. Right. Uh, kind of like if you look at the world's smartest people, not white dudes. Uh, I mean, it just is what it is. You don't like, think it's white dudes? No. I mean, I think Asians, bro. Like they just yeah, they well, own if, that shit. If dude, we're measuring they're, IQ, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just better. I'm more often like, than like, not. Like, like, look, and I'm not saying like white people don't have a thing that we're good at because like I'm sure we do. Like maybe it's uh, maybe it's music or maybe it's like maybe just it's having... building societies. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up. But I mean, no, no, that's not even true because if you look at it, dude, like some of the most sophisticated societies to ever exist. I mean, I mean, we're. Not always white people. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, like, do you think about it? Like, look at the Japanese or look mm-hmm. at the Chinese, look at yes. the Egyptians, look Ethno at look, look, yes. look at the South Americans, uh, the Mayans. Like, well, all the Egyptians the... were Mediterranean, they weren't black. Uh, true, okay, they were but more I'm, like Italian, yeah. But I'm Italian, just saying, but, then if but, they're not white, then Italian but I'm just saying, white. they ain't white people, and like, mm-hmm. we don't have 2,000 year old pyramids from white people that we look at as a wonder of the world, you know. We have, I mean, like I said, I'm not saying that, mm-hmm. that we're not like. Like if you look at like organized religion, like Catholicism and stuff, mm-hmm. like okay, you could say right that 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 could have been mostly white people there. All right, it's probably um, part of society. Though. You know, the uh, thing is, is like, that like, there's like, no other there's no other people who make a society that's inclusive. So we could talk about racism. Oh, well, well, as far as inclusive societies, yeah, yeah, no, you are completely correct. Like white people don't do that. Um, uh, only like, do it, or no, no, yeah, no, I, that, that yeah, you're right. Yeah, we but it's we a only, sin. Yeah. but it's a sin if. White people want to be with white well, people. Well, so maybe, it's like, well, maybe, maybe the 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 natural state of white people is not to be with other white people. That might be true. I mean, look, dude, I'm not gonna lie. On my list of insufferable people, uh, white people are like the top five. So yeah, I'm just sure, I'm, sure. I'm just saying. So like, you no, know, you may have a point there. Like, if you gave me an option, like, who do you want to hang out with for the day? Like, probably not. Not not gonna be who you'd think, yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, I mean, there there's a lot of white people who are just fucking insufferable, man. They're they're miserable sons of bitches. They, I but mean, it's to just be fair, too much negativity, man. Statistical analysis <laughs> <laughs> is like, well, the majority of people you know are white because you're in America. So then the majority, well, well, are they though? I mean, look, that you know, we're you might be. We're you from know. the south. Okay. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you went to a Catholic school. I did not. I went to public school. So, um, I mean, you know, 60, 70% of my school was black kids. Uh, so, I mean, if you ask me, like, 
who are the majority of people that I know and what skin color are they? I, I, I probably know a lot more black people than I do white people. And I mean, unless you're counting family, but right. that, that's not knowing someone. You're, you're related to Look, them. Look, I, I got to take a shot at black people. Why do you have to put your phone on so loud? It's your phone, but there's... Why do you do that? That's a question. If, if you're a listener, send a, <laughs> a black listener, send a letter and tell me... <laughs> Tell me why. Just send some fan mail and tell me why that TikTok has to be so loud. And, and also why uh, the music in the video that you're watching doesn't spark any self-consciousness. Like maybe maybe I should turn this down because it's talking about sucking dick and oh, trifling hoes. I, I'm just wondering. So send, you can send no, no, video. You, 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 do, you do have a point there. Um, but no, that, that's just that's a little footnote. Asterix. <laughs> I don't know. Does that like qualify for the rest of the United States, or is that only? Oh, in the totally. South or... No, no, no. That that is definitely it's only a South thing, or what? Yeah, I, there's definitely <laughs> white people that do that too. But we, you know, that that's if we were looking at ratio, we were looking at ratio. You know, if we look at ratio of Lex Freeman's guests, we could definitely look at the ratio of damn bro of just yeah. just cannot let the Jews go, bro. They just they are just. Target number one in 2022. Who would have ever thought yeah. of all the ho- the the Holocaust uh, teachings of middle yeah. school? They and tried high really school. hard to make us never <laughs> make us never bash the Jews again. This had the adverse effect in the internet age. It's like you go like I'm on the internet. I can say whatever I want. What's the one thing I can't talk about? Oh, I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> I mean, and I just feel like shit, though, sometimes, because, like, mm-hmm. I get it, man. Like, look, dude, if I was a Jew and I'm just, like, over here minding my own business to trying to fucking survive, and then, like, everybody's like, yeah, fuck these Jews. They control everything. And I'm like, but I'm eating ramen. Like, I'd probably be like, fuck these people, too. Yeah, that's, a, that's the Jewish fragility. You're talking about Jewish fragility. The Jewish people well, who but, talk but, about white fragility and make studies of it. Well, but if that's the case, I mean, like, do I have white fragility then? Because I get offended when people generalize white people all in yes, the same way. Well, 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 then we should just call say. it well, human fragility say, instead you. of just yes. racial fragility. It's just you, you no, got, one, no you one likes to, my to be shit on. You I got mean, to my point. That's well, exactly yeah, the point yeah, I'm yeah. making. I, I'm just saying, like, no one likes to get shit on, like, regardless of what religion or ethnicity you are. I mean, mm-hmm. like, if you're going to sit there and just generalize, and it's just like, you know, if you're just like, oh, damn, like, all you white people have all this money and all this influence, and mm-hmm. I'm just over here like, I have two jobs and I'm broke. Fuck yeah. you guys. You know, I mean, like, yeah, I, I could totally see that. Just, mm-hmm. just, and again, just like, The funny know, part is, though, well, like, we have a we have a half Jewish friend, and the funny thing is, is the half Jewish. All the people I know that are half Jewish. Who's this? Who's this Jewish? I'm not. Ah, uh, oh, okay. Gotcha. The thing is, is that all these oh, people yeah, that I know that are half Jewish. Before, we even call him Jew, and he's half Jew, yeah. which is kind of funny. well. The irony is, I don't even know. I I never asked him, but you're only half Jewish if your mom's Jewish. I think his dad's Jewish. Yeah, so he's not half Jewish. So what is he then? He's nothing. Because oh, well, what the... That's, how, that's not my rule. That's the Jewish rule. Wait, but, that's bullshit, because... Okay, I'll explain why. <sighs> By the Jewish logic. The Jewish logic is, you're not Jewish if your dad's Jewish, because your mom can be a whore. And Jewish is about the bloodline, which is why it gets very complicated, these topics. So... Are we if, sure about this? Yes, absolutely sure. If your mom is Jewish, then you are half Jewish, because they can prove you came from your mom. 
But if your dad's Jewish and your mom's not Jewish, then you're not half Jewish because your mom might be a whore and slept with another man. But There's isn't no- this why blood tests exist? This is why some rabbis in Israel want genetic testing for Israel Israeli citizenship. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. I get but but the thing the point I was making was all the friends I have that would say I'm half Jewish are very quiet right now. And it's almost it's almost like the thing the the reason that they used to bring up saying like I'm half Jewish is no longer a positive or like it's not worth the wait so they're like yeah I'm white it's like oh how quickly the tides have turned how quickly <laughs> it's not a benefit to be Jewish and and it took one guy named Ye formerly known as Kanye to do it so it's just kind of it's, I find that funny because there was a benefit there was a benefit where you wanted to tell me that now it's like I I never said that well, I don't know. Was that? I guess it was just before you know they just started raping everybody in Hollywood, and you know, yeah. and yeah, now it's not cool anymore. I guess. So, what was the purpose of this podcast? About this, this yeah. wasn't about shitting on Jews. I think no, no. I, mean, I purpose, very well could be wrong, but the purpose is that in this dichotomy of Jewish not Jewish, we have become actors in somebody else's play, and there's obviously things much more important. Than race or religion, um, you know, but we've become actors in somebody else's place. So I wanted to talk about how that happens. You mean just the storytelling aspect of everything? Yes, or? the storytelling aspect of thing and how we get trapped up in other people's stories. So we have this guy, who is Bernard Ludwig Dreyfus. Hold on. So I got this guy named Bernard Ludwig Dreyfus. Um, he basically came up with this idea um, around, uh, I think it was like, 19, he, I think he was working from like the 1920s to 1940s or some shit. Okay. But he started to study plays. Okay. And he was from, uh, I think he was Swedish. But he lived in Germany, and he started realizing that all these plays, that the evolution of the play and the evolution of art, because before movies there was theater, and he saw that theater should be something that talks about the audience. So the only reason why you make a play is to make commentary on the audience. That was his avant-garde idea. What year was this? Dude, this is like 1940s. Okay. Okay. So and he's Jewish, by the way. So great segue. Shocker. What is this? So he ended up inspiring Victor Hesser, and Victor Hesser is the guy who's known for this weird shit right here. What is that? This was the um, play or opening ceremony to the Gothard Base Tunnel, which is the longest tunnel in the world. Some people believe that the Gothard Base Tunnel is um, where the Hydron Collider is in Sweden, but it's okay. not. It's a, that's a fuck up because we could see right here. Look, look at the video. This is his play. I edited like a couple images. It, this is like the um, you said the opening ceremony, for, ceremony. For opening the tunnel. Yes. 
So it's with the horse and carriage and all these. The, thank you. Yeah, this is kind of strange. Yes. Very weird, right? And I'm going to skip through parts of it. Uh, what is that supposed to be? Yeah, they're just opening the largest underground tunnel like in the world, but it no, no big deal. Just random fucking jazzercise uh, going on. This almost reminds me of like that commercial that uh, New York did for bringing back the arts and like the in the middle of COVID. Oh wow! You know, and it was just like, uh, it was dude. It was like the, it was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. It was like um, some play with like I interpretive dance or something. It was like we're bringing back New York, the most important part. Meanwhile, people are like, you know, this still being forced it. to take a fucking vaccine or you know, still this getting fired from it. their jobs. And have shit. you seen a baby angel before a, while dancing sex slaves? A gyrate? baby angel? Yeah. You're about to see a baby angel. Uh, she has definitely got a mouthful of titty there. She did. She definitely did. Okay. Baby angel. Oh, great. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's your, um, your Apple yeah, software. That's my, uh, okay, so baby angel. <laughs> doing its best to derail our shit. <laughs> Fucking Apple, bro. That's why you should get Android. Describe what we're seeing right now as I respond to a text. Um, you are seeing a bunch of degenerates <laughs> with baby powder in their hair um, and a bunch of uh, slaves in orange uniforms pushing this big cart. And um, uh, a baby angel. Is that a baby? It's a baby angel. Are it's they got hang? a big baby crying baby head on it. They said this is the Swedes? Yes. And then, this is, watch what happens. So, as I said, now, now, as I said about Bernard. But but before we go any further mm -hmm. into this. Yes. What does any of this have to do with the tunnel? Because this is literally the gayest shit I've ever seen. Yeah. And mind you, by the way, I may point out, I see no black people in this. So, I'm I'm just going to go ahead and say that, like. Maybe you guys are on the right track. So now all these people come out and you have to think about the audience, just like I talked about Bernard and he, he inspired this guy, Vector Hess, who made a writing about Bernard. We know this guy who made this play really loves uh, Bernard. So as the play is supposed to talk about the, to talk about the, wait, uh, that was actually a play. Well, it's a, it's a March. Uh, yeah, that looked like a bunch of, like... So, so it, but I have a point here. You, I have if, a point if here. If you could, if this video pretty much looks like, if you could describe what B.O. smells like in a video, yes. this yes. is probably it. This is probably uptown. I would almost be willing to bet 60% of these women have armpit hair. Oh, fucking undoubtedly. Yeah, maybe more. Undoubtedly. But the thing is, is that Bernard, Bernard uh, Ludwig, or whatever his name was, inspired Victor Hess. And Victor Hess wrote uh, a, a, like, wrote a, uh, what do you call it? When you graduate from college and you have to write that fucking paper. I'm going blank. Like a thesis? Yeah, he wrote a thesis on this. Now, the thing is, is, is that once you have the thought, 
about making a play only for the audience to or to um to critique the audience then the next step is what Victor Hess has come up with with this idea that the that the play should break the boundary between the audience and make the audience part of the act so that's why at the end of this march what they end up doing is bringing all these dudes who just watched baby angels and all this like weird ridiculous shit join the march and walk out with them and there's some dude that looks like Janet Yellen walking right there but this is basically what I'm trying to illustrate that the line between art and culture that it critiques and then enlist to make it has become blurred so far that it's kind of hard to know if you're watching the play or in the play. And I'm about to talk about the implications about that. So yeah, look, this was a scene where they were starting to bring everybody in and there is a conspiracy about it. Like I said, they think that this, a lot of people misconstrue this to be the opening to the, uh, hydron collider where they found the God particle. Not true. It's not. If you look on this map, I hate to tell you this, when I look at that group of people, the last thing I think of is, like, theoretical physicist scientist uh, with yeah. a hydron collider. But if you so. think, but the thing is, is that it's the largest underground tunnel, and the hydron collider needs a tunnel to operate, so people have conflated the two. But haven't they, like, posted, like, Google Maps images Thank of you. the hydron collider? Thank you. Like, is there really any reason to make this into some type of conspiracy theory? Like, maybe it's just a fucking train tunnel. Well, with a bunch of yuppies go. with armpit hair celebrating with baby angels and weird yes. shit. Well, on Google, someone has named the point of this tunnel Lucifer. Oh Jesus Christ! So I'm just, I, I just is this a white person too? You know what? I'm, I'm yes, it's prob- probably probably so. Add that well, I'm, top I'm, six. I'm just gonna go ahead and take list. a guess and say so, I'm most probably right. Now I have here the markings of both locations. You can see that they're very far apart. Hold on one second before we get any further into this. Yes, watching all these white people doing dumb shit has me. I have to piss. Okay, I'll be right back. Later. All right, we had to take a piss break. So what I was pointing out was these two tunnels or the tunnel location. And the uh, Hydron Collider are, like, super far apart. That's what this image is showing. Okay. But the thing is, is that as... It's like the the mega irony of the first guy, the Bernard dude, was that he saw the... So there's, like, Bernard, then there's Victor Hess. Bernard inspired Victor Hess. And Bernard, like... He saw what was happening in art. like So he was basically like, oh, art only exists to reference the public. That's the new idea of the zeitgeist. And from there, he just kept like building upon that, building upon that. And he was living in Germany, but he's from Zurich, I believe. And he wanted more order in his like in society because he started seeing like the Weimar Republican type shit. And he actually supported Hitler. And then Hitler was like, fuck the Jews. And then he had to move back to Zurich. Because <laughs> there was like a worker ban. So then, on the Jews. So then, 
He goes back to Zerk, and that inspires this guy from Zerk, and then they open a tunnel in Zerk. <laughs> it's like kind of crazy. Is the, is is Hess? Uh, is he a, a J word? I don't or? know. I don't know if Hess is. I I don't know. But the thing I is, mean, it's definitely a German last name, or at least it sounds like it. But the thing is, is that you've seen the idea evolve from the, the that theater exists only to t- make commentary on the audience watching it. Then he took that idea, wrote a thesis. Uh, Victor Hess took that idea, wrote a thesis on it, and was like, oh. The idea is not only to reference the audience, but to incorporate the audience. That's why you see at the end of this thing, they start pulling everybody in. So you basically just watch like baby angels and the most weird shit and you're sitting there and then you get pulled into it. And like, it's like you're reluctantly walking with the parade. Like it's fucking weird as shit. But it almost seems like a moronic interpretation of that whole thing. Cause like, again, after watching it, Mm -hmm. I'm left with the question of, what does baby angels and, you know, uh, uh, white women with armpit hair have to do with the opening of a tunnel? Dude, why did these people pay this guy to do that? Oh, yeah. That's right. like the yeah, even true, weirder true, thing. Like, true. it's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> so there's something to it because they paid for it and they all, and they all sh- checked off like, yeah, that's great. There was so many times. Like someone had, some- someone had to proofread this, this concept before times. they signed off on it. There were so many decision makers and they all end up going... Yes. And how? We can say that all the time. We you know, say, look, man, dumb old me would have just said, hey, let's just have the fucking mayor come up, give a little opening speech, and we cut the ribbon, and fucking mm-hmm. done. Cool, tunnel's open. We saved everyone a bunch of mind rot, and there's, you know, no half-naked babies with angel wings and baby powder sure. and weird shit, What you about, know? what about, we could say that about modern shows, like what about uh, She-Hulk? Have you heard about She-Hulk? Uh, I've heard, but not seen it, uh, okay. other than the fact that I understand it was supposed to be like a dismal disaster. Yeah, so here's She-Hulk. Here she is twerking. Oh, sweet. Okay, so the thing about She-Hulk is it was made basically like, here's Variety Fair. But let me mean Variety. So is she supposed to be, um, is she supposed to be essentially, um, um, not interpreting, but kind of mimicking what the audience is, which is technically a bunch of idiots. And so they're incorporating the audience by letting her do something stupid like Ooh. twerking or... See, you're so close. So so I'm just going to read this variety thing because before I was tipsy, I, I saved these things because I thought they were important. Okay. Throughout She-Hulk, attorney at law, Jennifer Walters, a.k.a. She-Hulk, Repeatedly breaks the fourth wall, not by only addressing the camera, but acknowledging she exists in a Marvel Studios superhero TV show. Wow. In the season finale, pointedly titled, Who Show Is This? Jim- Jennifer smashes out of the show entirely, jumping out through Disney Plus portal and confront the writers of the show why the finale, why the finale is so needlessly convoluted and extraneous. Nonsensical plot lines, including... One about a cabal of toxic fanboys who troll Jennifer online about being a female superhero who doesn't deserve her powers. Okay, so what you can deduce from that is that there was a bunch of outrage about the show. And they purposely made a shitty show to start the outrage so they can comment on the shitty fans. I'm glad we did this podcast with booze. (laughs) (laughs) 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like, no, no, I do, I do. So it starts from saying, it starts from saying like, okay, you make plays and art to comment on the audience. Then it's like you play, you make plays to then incorporate the audience. Then it's like you make shitty shows to make people mad and then vindicate you for making a shitty show. Is so, this kind of shitting on the audience at the same yes, time? I mean, you shit, you make a show that otherwise people would love, but you make it shitty so you could shit on them. So then the next part is, in addition to breaking the fourth wall, the finale tackles some exact same trolling comments the Marvel fans have been making. How did it feel to watch it happen as the show aired, knowing that the finale would turn out so this is like the writer. Jessica Gao is a genius, and she shows about culture we're living in, and her position in it is that she's writing these stories about a woman superhero. She knows that the response is go- what the response is going to be. As a cast, it was delightful sending each other these troll responses like, oh my God, give them a week, and they're going to literally see this pop up verbatim in the show and become villains of the show. It was thrilling. So basically they're like, we're going to do something shitty and we know that people are going to say something shitty about it and we're so smart. No, you're not smart. You just made a shitty show. You just made a shitty show and people said how it was shitty and you think you're smart. The last thing, how did it feel to accurately predict what the trolls would be saying? Our writer's room opened up three years ago. The fact that we were able to predict what the reaction was going to be, what a lot of the trolling comments were going to be, really shows how very tired and unoriginal these trolls are. It really tickled me because... You know that works two ways, I'm just saying. Boy, does it. (laughs) It's like... I'm just goes to show how fucking stupid these writers are and how little imagination they have to just continuously do the same shit that we know that people fucking hate and have no physical or emotional connection to. But we're going to continue to do it because we're pieces of shit. If we make She-Hulk twerk as a lawyer in a lawyer pantsuit, we're going to be so right when somebody complains about this being stupid. It's like, no, you did something stupid. You shit your pants in public. Don't be fucking... Don't be so fucking proud that when someone says, wow, it smells like you shit your pants, you'd be like, I knew you'd say that. No, you shit your pants in public. That's not something to be proud about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all know what the reactions to Jackass was going to be when we saw it. We're just like, oh, yeah, people are going to be like, ooh, fuck. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, this was this was pretty... Uh, Actually, Johnny Knoxville is a theater genius. <laughs> well, I mean, compared to this shit, uh, fuck yeah, he's a theatrical genius. I mean, look at this. Like, all right. This guy is rolling through on a carriage with some horses. All right, I'm skip ahead. So, so maybe, maybe we can attribute that to be like, okay, here's the early stages of traveling. You know, it's horse and carriage, mm. and we're going through here, and then followed by a bunch of I don't even know what the fuck this is. Um, the, the white people covered in cocaine, um, scantily dressed in underwear. Um, woman with mouth full of titty. Um, she sucked sit- on that for a yeah, second. Oh, right? fuck yeah, she did, bro. Look, 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 dude, look, look. Yeah, that look, was dude, weird, dude. That was a mouthful of nipple, bro. She had a handful of ass. Look, 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 look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Look, she's all up on that shit, bro. Like they are scissoring. I mean, I'm trying to figure out if this was supposed to be the next phase in travel or something. Okay, here's some some dudes holding hands and uh, a bunch of. Oh, we skipped the the this part first time what the f- is that a cow head yeah there's like a, this dude that he's like baphomet oh and, jesus christ and there's some guy that yodels but like yeah look at this baphomet guy dude what the all right bro yeah right 
So it's like we're something back to about the same this point. makes me just want to swallow a three fifty seven. Jesus Christ! Like it's like can't uh, you just make great art that can we just can we just have a fucking speech and a ribbon cutting ceremony? Yeah, that's right. I mean, too. look, dude, call me old fashioned, but fuck me, bro. Like, what is this? What is this? I mean. Uh, and and here's all your your white women with armpit hair and so then here's the, here's the oh, extra Jesus. meta part of it so then variety on the last thing so then <laughs> so there's this guy <laughs> who's the head CEO <laughs> of <laughs> of <laughs> I don't even... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dick <laughs> who the fuck is that so there's this dude. And he's the head of Marvel. Like, he's like some dude high up. And then there's Jessica Gao, and she's the writer. So basically... Really? Yes. Is she, she's the writer for uh, She-Hulk? She-Hulk, yes. So base... Wait. Yes. She, I mean, she Shocker. is. She is okay. She-Hulk. Shocker. Wait, oh, she is? No, no, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so... I promise I'm not a dick. So basically, she's the writer... Who then talks about this the head of the head of Marvel and like she makes fun of him. Like he he is imagined as like some computer thing. And nobody's watching the show, by the way. At the end of the finale, er, she's pit they pissed off everybody that would have liked it. I think that 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 show had like abysmal ratings and, and viewership, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's what happens. That's what happens. I mean, the same thing, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so Jessica Gao writes this show where she then fucking makes fun of Kevin Farge, the dude that's like the head CEO of Marvel. And then he likes it because he is like, he is the dude who love like, he is why Marvel sucks or why this show well, he sucks. He probably hates himself, I'm he sure. He hates himself and he loved that they were making fun of him and he's like, yes, make me a slave robot that knows how to write shows. It's like, it broke the wall so much that it makes no fucking sense. So the whole trajectory of my converse, of this thing, of our conversation, is like, do you have to make shit that talks about the audience or can't you just make a great theater or great film or great piece of art that inspires people why does it have to be so meta why does it have to and the other thing is too well, I, think, two, I think i think you can compare this like to to a direct like something that came out about the same time man i mean look at this compare that to like uh the top gun movie Yes. Fucking top selling film of all time. No bullshit involved. It was purely just a feel good fucking American film about airplanes and 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 the continuation of that story. And it's it's fucking wonderful. Right. It did great in in theaters. You know, shocker. I mean, like it wasn't loaded with a bunch of propaganda and bullshit. I mean, I, well, I joke it. Maybe it was to an extent. I mean, like you could say that was like American propaganda or sure. military propaganda. But, but it was like, so surface level that it's like it didn't fuck up the plot. Of well, the yeah, movie. of course. I mean, like, dude, if you think about uh, the first one, the first Top Gun movie actually single handedly saved Navy recruiting when it came out. There we you go. know, versus what did what the fuck did She Hulk do? Well, see, besides just create a bunch of controversy and see, shit. That does get to my point, though, about you don't want to be an actor in someone else's play. That's why I got rid of my phone. That's why I got off the internet, was because I was starting to realize that 
these people, like, for example, these people are going to brag about how they pissed off people by doing something that should piss off people. Correct. And we know that Twitter's loaded with bots. What's to stop them from preempting the response by using bots to say what they expected people to oh, say. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't true. make any fucking sense. They thought the outrage was going to sell the show, but it didn't sell the show. People still didn't like it. And yeah, like there, that's what I, but the second top gun, it's a perfect example. It's like, it, they didn't have army recruit or Navy recruiters sitting outside the theater, but it was a good inspiring film. And it's like, why can't you make things that make inspiring, inspire people to be better instead of trying to make shit that's so meta that focuses on well that's because the be- fucking better, shittiest better thing people of society. aren't stupid man better people aren't stupid and stupid people are just gonna listen and so i mean yeah if you're if your objective was to create better people then you're creating people that just genuinely are going to be more um more not uh favorable to to that kind of stuff man i mean they're just going to be more independent thinkers i guess right and then, I mean, yeah, that's that's not the kind of uh, the the kind of audience or perception that you're trying to give off, you know, when you're just trying to create more stupid people to watch your movies or do the things that you want them to do, you know, or at least that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But it, it's just like, just because things are self-referencing doesn't make them better. True. Like I I appreciate good movies and we'll get into one soon but i'm building up to uh these little segments i'm building up to the uh, a movie called tenant by christopher nolan but just because something self-referencing doesn't make it better but it does make you can world build with self-referencing things but it's like if you're like ah we did something shitty and somebody had a shitty response that must that validates us no it you created a shitty response you made something bad in the world. Congrats. Your art is shitty. Yeah, just because it's art doesn't necessarily mean that it has some kind of value. Um, and, I mean, maybe I'm going to piss some people off, but, like, I look at a lot of, like, modern art, and, you know, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, especially if you compare that to some, like, Renaissance art. And I guess you could say, well, art is in the eye of the beholder, or it can be, you know, um, it could have a lot of various different meanings and different kind of interpretations and whatnot but like there's only so many ways you can interpret you know a uh, crucifix in a jar of piss yeah. or um or a splatter painting of of random colors and whatnot not saying that it's not pretty but like compare that to like a michelangelo and right. you're going to ask me you know which one of these is the better artist i mean just from a purely like aesthetical standpoint i'm obviously going to say well you know that's that's michelangelo or or um you know, a, a Sebastian Bach or something like that, right. you know, in comparison to like uh Cardi B or some shit, you know what I mean? Again, I'm not shitting on people, but I'm just saying from a general there, standpoint of there's it, there's an know. objective. See, the thing is, is that despite everybody saying things are subjective, there's an objective difference. There's an objective, uh, quality. And it's like, if you're living in the end times and you keep talking about the audience, well, guess what? Your art, your art's going to be shit and forgotten and you're just going to keep making more shitty people. It's not going to work out that way. Oh, yeah. I, sometimes I think about... Sometimes when I go through a drive-thru and I get the wrong order, I just like to think about 
like Michelangelo and then look at my burger sliding off the top with the cheese all fucking uncentered. And I thought that like would be a good scrapbook if you could just take like the creation of Adam, the creation of man, and it's like the fingertips touching and then it's just like a fucking burger sliding off the face and shit. <laughs> oh man, this is devolving quickly. Yeah. I think we about accomplished everything we were meant to accomplish looking forward to building this podcast out we're gonna have little avatars sooner or later our goal is to just build a podcast and have fun so if you were here with us this podcast appreciate you appreciate you you know happy new years and shit happy new years it's the uh last day of uh 2022 and it's the chinese year of pablo so it's gonna look good Wow, fucking right. Welcome to the Pablo Bros. But you know, you can always come and uh, see us at uh, weedandguns.com or check us out on Facebook or Instagram or wherever you may find weed and guns, you know? We'll put some links somewhere, probably next podcast, but we're just saying hi this time. All right, man. Got anything else to say? Uh, Probably not. Okay. Peace. Peace out.